Hi, I'm James Schofield, the creator of this podcast, Behind the Bottom Line. Business isn't really about numbers, it's about people. Behind the Bottom Line is a collection of the funny, sad, and frankly weird events that I've experienced in business, and which I turned into stories for various magazines. In each episode, I tell you a little bit about the real-life background that inspired me, and then I read you the story itself. So let's find out about today's story, Vobi the Accidental Guru. Vobi the Accidental Guru was written for Business Spotlight in uh, in 2012, so the beginning of 2012. And it's about two of my favorite characters, um, Julie and Paula. We met Julie and Paula in uh, another episode of Behind the Bottom Line earlier, um, uh, the story Julie and Me. And um, as I said at the time, when I introduced that story, these two characters are are great favorites of mine um, because they are representative of a lot of girls that I worked with uh, when I was a student. Um, They are very uh, cheeky, very independent um, and don't have much respect for authority. And um, I've always admired these girls, they are very good-hearted, um, but um, as I said, uh, they tend to get into trouble because they don't really um, respect the patriarchy. Um, anyway, Julie and Paula are uh, on a studio audience on a political discussion show, uh, and the only reason they get uh, uh, onto this uh, part of the studio audience is because Paula's boyfriend is working in the production crew and they need members for the audience. And when they get to the studio and are sitting in their in their um, uh, in their places, the and the question uh, and the d- discussion show starts. Um, they quickly get quite bored because the panel is disagreeing pointlessly about nothing important. And um, so they start playing a game in order to pass the time, a game called uh, Date, Bed, Marry, where you have to think of three characters and then you discuss together uh, which one of them you would be willing to go on a date with, which one you would like to go to bed with, and which one you could imagine getting married to. And the fun part of the game is thinking of uh, unusual combinations. And in this particular Discussion, or in this particular case, um, they choose to uh, discuss with each other um, uh, Prince Harry, uh, Albert Einstein, and Sherlock Holmes, and who they would, who they think would be best to uh, go on a date with, who they think would be best to go to bed with, and who they think would be best to marry. And they can agree to marry Prince Harry, but they are uh, a lot of disagreement about which one would be most fun to go to bed with, um, and. Julie favours Albert Einstein and Paula favours Sherlock Holmes. And at some point as their as their discussion uh, continues, uh, 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 a sound operator going past with a microphone accidentally picks up Julie's voice um, as she says something um, not relevant to the discussion at all that the politicians are having. Um, and but the politician, the whole audience and uh, television audience, as well as the live audience, hear what she says, and the politician thinks that this comment is directed at her, and he says something uh, 
rude to Julie and Julie doesn't take kindly to being spoken to rudely and so she calls the politician out and says that he's a total waste of space and a waste of time uh, and that young people are interested in what he has to say because he doesn't have anything interesting to say. Um, and this, this this argument in front of the live television audience um, gets a little bit out of hand and the politician walks off stage um, and much to Julie and Paula's surprise, uh, the, uh, shortly after the show, um, people start making video clips of this um, scene with Julie putting the politician in his place. Um, and very, very quickly it goes viral and she becomes overnight. She becomes famous. Um, and Julie and Paula always have their eye a little bit on the main chance. And they say, hmm, okay, this is interesting. Lots of televisions, uh, stations and uh, newspapers and radio stations are ringing up asking for interviews. Why don't we charge a fee for Julie to appear on these interviews or on these shows? Um, and uh, we can we can earn a bit of a living for a while, and uh, they're quite successful this at this. And Julie quickly becomes called Voby, uh, the voice of Britain's youth. And every time a newspaper or a radio station or a television station wants to have a comment from uh, a young person, um, they go along to Julie, and Julie and Paula put together nice little sound bitey things um, that the radio stations and the TV stations and the newspapers love. And so she's doing quite well and is, is everything's going fine. Um, and then she's invited onto a radio talk show, Radio Underground. Um, and then she gets a call in from a surprise guest who she's not expecting to hear from at all. Um, and everything goes very badly wrong for Julie and Paula. Yeah, but it's um uh they don't worry they have a they have a happy end. Um but that particular scheme of theirs um uh, comes undone. I decided to write about Julie and Paula again because I find them uh, a lot of fun. And what is quite interesting for me reading the story again here in uh, 2020. Um, this story was originally written in um, 2012. Was that back in then in 2012? Those were happy days, uh, in many ways, before politics seemed to have much um, impact on everybody's daily life. Um, if the, this comment that uh, I write in the article. Um, let me just find it. Um, four politicians who are busy, di busy disagreeing about something pointless. Um, yeah, and so back in 2012, that's I, you know, I have to admit that that's I tended to see politics like that as something where um, people would disagree about something um, for no particularly good reason, um, and it didn't make any difference anyway. Um, now, of course, post Brexit. Um, I think I probably see things a little bit differently um, and politi uh, politics um, has intruded to an enormous ex extent uh, on everybody's life um, and uh, again another confession mea culpa but I can remember um, I the one of for me in the past one of the most um, usual reasons for for uh, looking at 
uh, news online was to um, check football results. Um, and that was about it. So, yes, things have changed quite a lot since since those happy days. Um, and you could say perhaps I should have been uh, paying more attention to politics back in 2012. I don't know whether that would have made any difference or not. This game in the story is called Date, Bed, Marry. Um, in real life, of course, it's called Date, Screw, Marry. Um, I had to change the name slightly for the article to make it a little bit more... Um, uh, acceptable to to the readers of Business Spotlight um, but it is actually quite a fun game um, and if you have a, a long train journey or car journey uh, with friends uh, I can strongly recommend it as a way to pass the time uh, quite harmlessly and entertainingly um, what's also interesting is um, back in 2012 the series Sherlock by Stephen Moffat, Moffat and Mark Gattis was very, very popular. And I think probably that's why I chose um, to include Sherlock in the in the panoply of characters um, taking part. So uh, Prince Harry, Albert Einstein and Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes. Um, and I have to say, maybe it's the, uh, it's the performance given by Benedict Cumberbatch, but that's always been a little bit my view of Sherlock Holmes. Um, that Sherlock Holmes in the bedroom probably wouldn't be much fun. He spends all his time talking about things that he would uh, suggest doing or be interested in trying. and But actually, uh, nothing would actually really, really happen. So, uh, interesting discussion point there. Um, the goldfish man, so the, the politician that um, Julie has her argument with, He's really modelled on a collective vision of different conservative politicians um, that I have um, Michael Gove, for example, a lot of Michael Gove in, the, in him, David Cameron, um, and probably most of all, um, a, a fairly unimportant conservative MP, Marc Mark Francois, uh, who in my mind's eye now I see as being the goldfish man. Now I have to confess, actually back in 2012, I'd never heard of Marc Francois. He's only somebody who managed to to um, crawl his way into the public consciousness um, by being very noisy about Brexit. Um, and back at that time, I, I you know, had never heard of him, didn't have any idea what he looked like. But um, the description of him in the story is very much like what the Marc Francois is like, if you have a look at pictures of him on the Internet. Um, and yeah, and uh, his reaction, because he's quite devious and, and tricksy and uh, finds a way to get his own back on on Julie, and that is, I think, um, very much what conservative politicians are like. Uh, if we think of Michael Gove, for example, and his treachery, um, it's uh, the kind of thing that I could well imagine somebody who has felt themselves to be humiliated by somebody, uh, they would try to get their revenge. Um, and um, this is what uh, the goldfish man as he's called the politician this is what he does on julie um i stole a joke stole a very old joke and recycled it in the story um but i think that actually reflects a little bit um real life sometimes the 
the best put downs come when you recycle somebody else's joke. Um, I've heard this uh, particular joke in different forms in uh, in lots of occasions, uh, and uh, it's very very good for putting somebody in their place. Um, so I gave it to Julie and uh, told her to use it, and I think she did it pretty well. I suppose an overall theme that I'm interested in is that of the fickleness of fame attained via social media um, and that uh, it can come very quickly um, and be quite pleasant while it's there, but it goes uh, enormously quickly as well. And um, that's what happens to Julie, essentially. Judy's parents, one of the things which has always interested me um, about famous um, rock stars in particular, so thinking of Elton John, uh, Eric Clapton, um, Ginger Baker, um, uh, the, the, the um, Mick Jagger's parents, they were all very ordinary people. Um, very ordinary, down-to-earth kind of people, and they have these very exotic children. Uh, and um, the sometimes, if you see photographs of um, child next to parent, um, and you think to yourself, "Goodness, where did that? How on earth did that uh, uh, develop? How, where did that come from?" Um, and that uh, amused me—the idea of Julie's parents being. Um, very, very um, ordinary um, people who um, are, when they find out about Julie and what, uh, how she's become successful, are somewhat horrified. Of course, with Julie and Paula, Paula their success is, um, as always, is somewhat short-lived. But don't worry, they always come back uh, with more adventures. Um, and... In the second series, uh, we'll hear from Julie and Paula again, so you don't have to worry about them. And they're some of my favorite people, so they'll definitely be back. So that's enough introduction. Let's now turn to the story. Phoebe, the Accidental Guru I know it's hard to believe, but I'm telling the truth. My best friend Julie Blossom became guru to the nation by accident, and all because of an argument we had about Sherlock Holmes and Albert Einstein. You see, my boyfriend at that time worked for a TV show, and they needed people for the studio audience. It was a discussion programme, and on stage they had four politicians who were busy disagreeing about something pointless. So, after five minutes, we stopped listening and quietly started playing our favourite game, Date, Bed, Marry. Perhaps you know it. You think of three famous people and then each player says which one they would choose for a date, for sex or for marriage. The fun is finding unlikely combinations and explaining them. Anyway, the politicians were discussing the advantages and disadvantages of some policy or other and we were doing the same for Prince Harry, Sherlock Holmes and Albert Einstein. We agreed we'd like to marry Harry, but we couldn't agree about the other two. Julie whispered that Einstein would be good in bed because with his brain he'd think of interesting things to try, and I said the same was true of Sherlock Holmes. Finally, Julie stood up to go to the ladies, but suddenly she turned to me and said about Sherlock, 
Well, I think he's all talk and no action. Just then, a studio assistant with a big microphone was walking by and the microphone caught Julie's words. So everybody in the studio heard her and thought she meant the politician talking at that moment. His face went red and he opened and shut his mouth several times, just like a goldfish I had when I was a little girl. Be quiet and listen, said Goldfish Man. You might learn something. That was his first mistake. With every camera following her, Julie marched down to the front, grabbed another microphone and turned on him. Why don't you be quiet for a change? Young people today are sick and tired of fat cat politicians like you talking all the time instead of doing something. Goldfish Man lost his temper and made his second mistake. Do you know who I am? he shouted. Julie looked at the audience. Excuse me, she said sweetly. Does anybody know this gentleman? He seems to have forgotten his name. The audience nearly fell off their chairs laughing and Goldfish Man was so angry that he walked out of the studio. We were a bit worried, but after the show we had a drink with the producer and he said it was great television. Early next morning, my boyfriend phoned. Five minutes after the show, somebody had put a clip of Julie and Goldfish Man on YouTube. The link was tweeted and retweeted and very soon half the country had seen it. Then her phone started ringing non-stop. Hi, Terry from Radio Underground. Is that Julie Blossom? Good morning. Sarah Tyler from Sky TV. We'd like to... I'm calling from the Times. We're planning to write an article. Julie Blossom, the voice of Britain's youth. Julie, I said, you need me as your agent. Somebody to charge a lot of money when the press wants to talk to you. All right, Paula, she answered. Let's start with MTV. We had a wonderful six months. We set up Facebook, Instagram and Twitter accounts for her called Voby, the voice of Britain's youth. When the media wanted to know what young people thought about something, they paid to interview Julie and we created special sound bites for each show or magazine. My favourite was for a cookery magazine when Julie said, young people don't want to live the dream, they want to eat it and have a second helping. Julie reached her popularity peak when the Prime Minister invited her to Downing Street to discuss youth unemployment. Of course, he just wanted to attract young voters, but the newspapers all described Julie as the nation's guru. But one day, everything ended as fast as it began. Julie was invited onto Radio Underground to do a phone-in show. Everything was fine until the DJ said, Voby, I read that you had a difficult childhood. Would you tell us more? Actually, Julie's mum and dad are lovely people. Mr Blossom used to run a small business in the south of London until he retired and they went to live in Malaga. But to make her interviews more interesting for the public, Julie had invented a more colourful past for herself. So when the DJ asked this question, Julie talked about her father in prison and her mother selling drugs, thinking her parents were far away in Spain playing golf or sunbathing. I see, said the DJ. Well, Voby, we have a caller for you. It was Julie's mum. She was furious. 
Julie Blossom, she said. When I get my hands on you, I'm going to wash your mouth out with soap for telling those dirty lies. Mum, squeaked Julie. I'm working. No more nonsense, my girl. I want you to tell the truth about us right now. So Julie did. And she had to promise never to tell lies again. Live on the radio to the whole of London. We found out later that Goldfish Man was behind everything. He had found Julie's parents, organised the phone call and said what a nice surprise it would be for Julie if they spoke to her on the show. Well, politicians are like that, aren't they? Anyway, we told Julie's parents that we were sorry and then had a very exciting holiday with them in Malaga. Somehow, we sold the Queen's yacht to an Arab sheik by mistake. But that's another story. I hope you enjoyed Vobi, the Accidental Guru. And that is the end of Season 1 of Behind the Bottom Line. Season 2 will be back in April with more great stories including Julie and Paula and also the background to those stories. In the meantime, why don't you catch up on any episodes you may have missed and subscribe on Spotify or Podcast so that you can get Series 2 as soon as it's available. Please write reviews of this podcast and share with your friends so that other people can enjoy Behind the Bottom Line. Until April 2020, happy listening.